Welcome back to the Baked Beans podcast. I know it's been a while and I don't have a good reason, but I do have a reason. So basically, I recorded like I think around like two episodes before, but I just like could not be bothered to edit them. The first one was like a solo episode by myself. And then I think I was talking about like unpopular opinions or something. Wait, no, no, no controversial opinions oh wait i already did that with jess anyways i don't know what i was talking about but i was basically explaining why i don't think that scientists should seek out aliens and then i had like all these reasons right but i was just like it was like too difficult for me to explain in one go so i kept explaining and then going back and then re-explaining because it wasn't clear And then it was just like, it was just too much effort to listen to it all and then cut it all out and edit. And then the second episode was one that I recorded with Steph, but then that one we recorded in like multiple parts for some reason, like all in the same day, but just in like multiple files and it was on my phone and we were on her bed. So it was like really rustly from the blankets and everything. So I didn't want to edit that either. So basically i'm going to scrap those two episodes and start brand new from here i don't know how long this will last i don't know if i'll like keep this up but at least you guys get an extra episode woohoo i actually the reason that i'm re like restarting this podcast is actually because of a tiktok that i saw earlier today I'll play you guys the TikTok because it's not really like visual. It's basically all auditory. Okay, here it goes. Let me just pull it up. All right. Okay, I don't know who's heard this, but do not start a podcast with your friend. Like, you are not that funny. I'm sorry. I love you. How do you do? But you are not that funny. Yeah, that was the TikTok. And then as soon as I heard that, I sent it to Amanda and I was like, this dude clearly does not know what he's talking about because he's never heard our podcast and honestly like i can't fault him for it you know like he just hasn't heard my podcast that's why he would have such a wrong ignorant incorrect untrue false wrong opinion you know and that's fine he just hasn't (laughs) he just hasn't heard this podcast yet anyways so i thought you know because he doesn't think i'm funny enough i will make this episode all about how funny i am (laughs) this is so stupid okay I thought that the best way that I could do this though is to read my own tweets that I made. This is basically just gonna be like a what's that word? Like circle jerk? No, that's not the right one. Like me jerking off to myself. That's basically gonna be this whole like podcast episode. So if you're like for some reason like not a fan of my personality but still here this is the time where you should click off like this is a warning do not do not listen any further okay so let's just get right into it (laughs) 
when I first like clicked on my profile basically like you know how on your Twitter you have like a banner which is basically like a cover photo like on Facebook right my one is a screenshot from my messages with Steph and then it's don't uwu emoji me after you waterboarded yourself which is something that she actually said to me because like one of my biggest fears is like dying by drowning right so then when I heard of like the waterboard method of torture I was like bro I have to try this like I need to know how it feels like to drown so then I like waterboarded myself but then I didn't know like how to correctly do it because I thought you just had to put a wet towel on your face like a soaking wet towel on your face so I did that and then nothing happened like I could still breathe fine but then it's because like back then I didn't know that you had to like pour water as well as having the towel be wet it's probably a good thing that I didn't know because I probably most definitely would have dry drowned myself and died right then and there but anyways that's what happened and then I told Stephanie about this and then she was like, what the fuck are you doing? And then I basically sent her like the awu the emoji, which is like, you know, the one with like the, the kind of like sad face and like the really big sparkly eyes, like that one. And then, yeah, she was like, don't awu emoji me after you waterboarded yourself. That was kind of funny. So I made that my Twitter banner photo. And then... Uh, I, have a tw- I have a pinned tweet. And then my pinned tweet is a screenshot of a caption from my private Instagram. And it says, My tweets are so fucking funny and this is only the beginning to my extensive mental interior. I better find a guy who knows this. He cannot disrespect me at all. Because imagine disrespecting someone with such a lush mind. That's just unacceptable. (laughs) Oh my god. The more that I'm like doing this, the more I'm... A little bit regretting it. Am I actually a narcissist? I don't know. Anyways, my second latest tweet is My Venus is an Aries, which makes so much sense. So basically, I discovered today that my Venus is an Aries. Wait, my Aries isn't Venus? Wait, I don't know. I don't know which way it goes, but basically, Venus equals. Aries and what that means is that I act like an Aries when it comes to like my love life and then the signature the signature trait of an Aries is like really like chaotic and uh impulsive actually let me search up the Aries traits right now basically that's a gist but I'm not sure about the exact like verbs you know okay Courageous, determined, confident, enthusiastic, optimistic, honest, passionate, uh, impatient, moody, short-tempered. So those are like the Aries traits, right? And that, like one hundred, like one hundred percent, depicts my approach to people I like, especially, especially moody. Actually, now that I think about it. Because I'm always like, when I first meet them, like when I'm first interested, I'm like, I pretend that I hate them because the idea of them knowing that I'm interested in them is like so fucking embarrassing to me. Like I can't fathom it. I'm just like, they can never know that I actually like them. Like absolutely not. So then I like, like really try to like offset that by 
how like I treat them so like I don't know it probably seems like I hate them or something because I'm like quite like distance distant and cold and then and then there comes a period of time where I'm like okay I need to either like tell them so that I can they can like either say no and I can move on or they say yes and then you know we can see what happens from there they've never said yes no one I've asked out has ever said yes probably because of my very very questionable tactics but basically that's my whole approach it's never worked I don't really recommend anyone try this but yeah Aries Venus that's that tweet my next tweet okay I'm gonna skip some of them because some of them are like not that funny they're just like random thoughts oh also for people who like follow my twitter this is not gonna be that like entertaining to you guys because you guys have all like read this already oh my god my cat Femi's kind of like going crazy right now hello Femi Oh my god, <gasps> there's a cockroach. Fuck. Femi! Femi! No! Okay, I think we can continue with this podcast because it's not like I'm gonna do anything about it. I like refuse to. T- oh my god. Oh my god, catch it, catch it, bro, catch it. Bro, catch it. Oh my Anyways, like I was saying, I uh, let's just continue because I'm not going to do anything about it because I absolutely refuse to touch cockroaches. Like even through a piece of paper, I refuse to touch them. They're literally like so disgusting. They're the most disgusting creatures that like the world can ever create. Like evolution really went wrong there. Like why are they so fucking disgusting for absolutely no reason? So anyways, I'm just going to let Fermi deal with that. So yeah um sorry for this background noise but i literally don't care i'm not gonna do anything about it i can't i'm physically unable to cockroaches are so disgusting (laughs) so yeah let's continue i'm probably like i don't know if i'm even gonna edit this episode because i really i I really seems editing i think i'll edit like i'll like make the audio louder and then i'll like add the intro but i don't know if i'm gonna cut anything out like anything out so have fun with that little like that little outburst um uh, next tweet okay this one's also from today if i know that i'm going to die i'm not going to spend my last days getting my house in order i'm going to fuck around to the last minute and leave all my assets and cash at my house with the front door open and a sign saying and a sign saying i have died take what you please that was pretty self-explanatory. Just, I just can't fathom, like the doctor being like, "Oh, you have like a month to live. Get your house in order," and then you're like, "Oh shit, you're right. I should like pack everything in boxes." Blah 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 blah. Like, who does that? Travel the world. Just spend time with your family and friends. Meet new people experience new experiences just live the best life that you can and fuck out of here like why would you like I, I'm sure it like probably means more 
like uh, like it's not literally like get your house in order it's probably like oh do your taxes like bank stuff or whatever but also at the same time who's the who the fuck's gonna like do their taxes in their last day of living that's that for that tweet anyways oh my god this is something i retweeted it's not my tweet but basically it's like it's like a four panel like four image sort of tweet right it's kind of like a comic so there's four panels and then the first one is two fish talking to each other and one fish is obviously the boss and one fish is like the worker and the boss fish says you're late again what happened this time and then the employer fish says sir you won't believe it and then it's like a picture of like moses parting the red sea and then there's like the fish on like one side looking at this like strip of like earth that moses parted and then there's like a zoomed in picture of that fish and then the fish is like no fucking way (laughs) it's pretty hilarious maybe maybe you gotta like see it to see how funny it is but like trust me it's fucking hilarious and the tweet under that is a screenshot of my like google search you know how google like predicts what they like what what you're gonna search basically i i typed in how do i become closer to and then all the predicted searches were how do i become closer to god how do i become closer to jesus how do i become closer to god and then something else that is like dot dot dotted and then how do I become closer to Allah? And then I was like, in my tweet, I captioned the photo. I was going to say my cat, but okay. Once again, pretty self-explanatory. Next one. My next tweet is, does anyone else think it's a little sus how similar dragons and dinosaurs are? And like, honestly, does anyone else think it's a little sus? Like, I think it's a little sus. And then Rashi commented, 100%, I've been saying this for years, dragons are just cool dinosaurs, they lived together. And then I was like, bro, yeah, right? Dinos- dragons, wait, I was like, dragons are basically pterodactyls that happen to breathe fire. Doesn't seem that unnatural to me. And then Rashi completely agreed with me. So, I don't know, man. I think we're making some scientific breakthroughs. Oh my God. Something's going on with this Fermi versus Cockroach fight. Let me let me have a look. What is going on? Okay, Fermi is clearly winning, but she just likes to take her time. She just likes to take her time when she's like killing cockroaches for some reason. That's one of her most toxic traits. <laughs> I'm kidding. But like, you know how cats always like play with their prey? Like usually I'm like that doesn't really manifest itself in any bad ways in Fermi because like she just plays with like a toy or something but I hate it when she plays with a cockroach before she kills it because it like makes me so nervous like it's still alive bro I don't know I just oh, I just hate cockroaches I'm so glad that Fermi like chases after them but I just wish she would kill them sooner anyways back to my tweets Ooh okay um i tweeted i tweeted this on the 4th of january and i said 
This morning, I had a dream where I was going to a suburb that was known for having really good Mexican food and fish and chips, as well as pharmacies with that really nice, nostalgic pharmacy vibe. I wish that suburb was real. Like, does anyone else get those dreams where they dream of, like, a place that, like, in the dream is really familiar to them? Like, you just think it's like, oh, yeah, it's this suburb. I'm just going to this suburb today. And then you wake up and you realize that that suburb is literally not real. Like, it makes me so sad like oh my god that suburb in that dream was so good it just had like a really nice vibe to it like really lively like bustling with oh sorry i choked on my spit like bustling with culture that was just so good and then oh pharmacies with a really nice pharmacy vibe i'm really not sure if you guys will like understand but you know how some pharmacies just make you feel really really nostalgic like sometimes they smell a little bit like baby powder and it just makes you feel like you're a toddler and like they're always really like bright and white but not in like a sterile gross way like the doctors are and then sometimes they have these like really like interesting things like they sell like I don't know, like hair ties and like fun stuff like that. I'm really not sure how to explain it. Like you either get it or you don't. I don't think there's like a way for me to explain this feeling to you. But yeah, I really miss that dream, that suburb in that dream. This actually reminds me, I had this like really vivid dream the other day. I mean, not the other day. This was literally like years and years ago, probably like when I was like in year 10 or like year nine or something. But basically, I had these like dreams about these buildings that I really wanted to make. So, okay, so like, you know how I, I basically, I dropped out of architecture, right? I'm never going to become an architect. That's just like not for me. I just don't really like, I just don't really like the detailed planning portion of architecture, which is like literally like 80% of it. And 20% of it is creative. But like I'm not I'm not regretting that I dropped out, but these two dreams kind of make me realize like how much I'm missing out on. Let me explain to you the dreams first. So the first one was basically I was living with like the K-pop group EXO. And then we were all living on like separate apartment blocks in this one apartment. And then the cool thing was that this apartment block was basically like stacks of glass cubes, but they were kind of like oscillating and like, so, okay, let's say like one of them was like, let's say you were looking at this building like straight on, right? And then the first block was like on the bottom the ground floor was like facing you and then the second block would be kind of like tilted maybe like 20 30 degrees and then so like it'd be like a corner facing you right and then so obviously it would leave kind of like a triangular gap on the first block and then in that triangular gap like on the ceiling of the first block it would be like a really lush like grass type of plane like a really nice like grass patch basically and then it's like the whole 
like uh, apartment block was just like stacks of these like oscillating oscillating cubes and they were like decreasing in size as you go up <clears throat> I'm not sure <clears throat> oh my god I'm already losing my voice but I'm not sure like, I, like yeah I'm not sure if you get that visual image but that's what it was and the second dream the second dream oh, I this dream will always hold a special place in my heart so basically the dream started out as like me and my family went to see this like new building that was supposed to be like the innovation of 21st century architecture like literally changes the game right and we were meant to see so we went to see this building it's like a church and basically it was like everything was normal except that the wooden foundations were jutting into the space inside the building and they were like moving sort of like cogs but obviously they're like the wooden foundations right so they're like like long boards of wood but they were like moving in a really like interesting way and there were like rows and rows of these sort of like moving wooden foundations and then I was like in that dream I was like damn this is so cool I really wonder like how this works logistically and also how the architect like came up with this idea because like a really like the vibe in that church was I don't know like breathtaking it was just so amazing and then the next part of the dream basically I became the architect that designed that building and then it was about how I came up with that idea right so it was me as the architect and then like a friend and then we went to visit this kind of like faraway church on the top of a hill and then on the outside this church was like just literally like a white rectangle piece of like concrete that's what it was with like a few windows in it so then we went inside right and then um basically on the sides of the wall there were these like i really don't know how to explain it like there's these like panels jutting out of the wall sort of like um like plastic panels right that had like a little bit of information on it and like a clear like see-through slot with like a an image on it and there were like rows of this maybe like 10 or like 20 rows of these panels on like one side of the wall right and then so you were meant to like first look at each of these panels like individually to see like oh basically the clear sorry i'm so bad explaining so basically each of these panels had like a separate layer of the building like of that church so the first panel was like oh um like the foundation and then the second panel was like the brick and the third panel was like the paint or something like something like that but there were like 10 or 20 of those panels all lined up on this wall and then so you were meant to like go to each of these panels one by one to like see uh like basically read about each of the layers of this building right and then you were meant to go all the way to the front again and look through 
all of those glass panels simultaneously. And then you could see the whole building come together, like layer by layer. (laughs) And then as I was doing that, I suddenly heard this like really like loud, majestic bell toll, like the toll of a bell. And then I was like, wait, oh my God, where is that coming from? And then I looked around and then I looked up. And when I looked up, these like pieces of stained glass like like rushed in from the edge of the ceiling where the ceiling met the wall and they all like rushed in and then created this gigantic clock made out of like all of these different pieces of stained glass and then the clock turned like the clock was like working right so it like the seconds kept tick it like ticked maybe like three or four times like tick 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 and then it struck 12 and then it, it told again, the bell told again. And then as soon as it struck 12, it was like, dong, 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 dong. And then after the bells finished, like, the bells finished ringing, I guess, like, the entire clock, like, dispersed and, like, spread away. And then Kate went back to the crack where the ceiling met the wall. And then, like, it was just such, like, it feels a bit weird to call a dream life-changing but it was, like, it was, I really don't know how to explain it, like, it really elicits such, like, a unique feeling, like, it was so wondrous, like, that, that, that scene where the clock struck 12 on the stained glass clock, anyways, (laughs) I've, That, that was the end of that dream um uh, oh yeah we were talking about that tweet with that dream <laughs> anyways next tweet oh my god I'm already getting sleepy I mean it is 12 14 so that makes sense but I feel like I haven't even got into the really good funny tweets oh this is another iconic tweet from the 31st of December 2020 I think my biggest power move was when I absolutely shut down this man's plan in physics and coincidentally dropped out of uni right after that lesson, so no one in that class ever saw me again. So basically, one time in physics, I was taking physics as like an elective, right? Because I do, I did architecture at the time. And then, like, I was so, like, scared that I was just gonna, like, absolutely not know anything in the tutes right so I did like a lot of extra work to kind of like keep up with the rest of them and in the tute we basically had to solve these like 10 problems or something but I thought they were like homework so I did them already ahead of time and then we were like going through the questions in class and we were solving them in groups of I think five or six and then there was this one dude who was like really really pretentious for no reason And it's not like he was pretentious because he was like really small or anything. He was just pretentious without anything to back it up. All he had was the audacity. So then we were going through this like one, um, this one like, this one question. I'm trying to think about the logistics of the question, but I really don't think I can remember it. It was basically about how like, 
how like a train was moving at a certain time and then it took us like x amount of time to stop and blah 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 right and then he like basically completely interpreted the question wrong so he used the wrong equation and plugged in the wrong numbers and then i was like oh wait bro like it doesn't make sense to interpret it that way because like if you think about it logistically right there's no way that the train can physically like act in that way that you're interpreting this question and then he was like oh what do you mean and then i tried to explain it to him right and then he was like nah i don't get your explanation i'm just gonna do this my way like blah 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 like this makes sense blah 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 and like it clearly did not make sense and like nobody else was saying anything right so then i was like bitch shut the fuck up i literally did this question and i got the answer right like how are you gonna think like ugh, it was just like how are you gonna say that i'm wrong when i literally got this question right and then he was like oh shit yeah okay i actually i forgot what he said because like right after that it was like the class basically ended right so then like we left and then uh, that was basically right before lockdowns in melbourne hit and then after that lesson i never did another like in-person physics lesson again and also around that time i dropped out of uni so I like literally never saw him again. I was never in that class again. Never saw him again. And now I've moved out of state. So <laughs> never going to see any of those people again. That's basically the backstory to that tweet. Um, uh, another tweet. Oh my god, this is so relevant. Okay, 28th of December, 2020. I said... It is no longer rock, paper, scissors, but Lauren Fermi cockroach. So, Lauren beats Fermi, Fermi beats cockroach, cockroach beats Lauren. Because genuinely, I fucking hate cockroaches. And then another tweet on the same day was, How can I, how can someone I love so dearly, Fermi, love something I hate so much, cockroaches? As you can see, I've clearly had a few traumatizing experiences with cockroaches. I just hate them, but like they're everywhere in Australia. You just can't escape, especially in summer. They just like love to crawl in through these really random holes. Let's check in on the Fermi cockroach situation. It's a bit terrifying. I can't find the cockroach. I don't know where it went, but I trust Fermi. I trust that Fermi's taking care of it. Let's continue reading tweets. Oh, okay. One of my tweets from the 26th of December 2020 was, Bruh, I hate the dishy stutter response whenever someone makes a good point. Content does not equal delivery. Which is true because, like, imagine someone is making some, like, fire-ass arguments and they just happen to, like, stumble on their words. Like, it's so immature and dismissive to just completely invalidate their entire argument because of one single stutter. Like, it just, content does not equal delivery. Don't fucking, like, it's obvious because, like, you're losing the argument. You just want anything to, like, you know, like, ugh. that's a pet peeve. <laughs> My tweet from the 24th of December 2020. 
I want it to be winter already so that I can non-consensually crawl up people's hoodies. And I meant this in specific relation to Ashley. I love like crawling up people's clothes or like crawling into people's jackets. It's so, it's so like intimate and so warm and so fun and so fuzzy. That is one of the only examples of physical touch that I can tolerate. Everything else, not so much. And I have to initiate it. I don't like it when people crawl into my clothes, but I like it when I crawl into other people's clothes. 22nd of December 2020. Since people have been lusting for vampires for decades now, why don't we just make some with genetic modification? Just facts. Why don't we? We definitely have the science for it. I have this really funny tweet from the 18th of December, and it, but it's like very, it's very, very visual based. It's basically a video of me practicing acting not high. And I'll describe the video, right? It's like a, like a video, <laughs> like a video mirror selfie, you know? And then I'm like trying to practice acting engaged. So I'm like nodding, but I'm like adjusting how wide I open my eyes. So I'm like nodding with my eyes, like a little bit open, nodding with my eyes, like open and then nodding with my eyes like wide open as wide as i can open them and then i thought the as wide as i can open them was like the best way to like you know act sober when i'm high and then i like watched that video back when i was like actually sober and i was like what the fuck was i on weed but like you know (laughs) anyways okay 13th of december 2020 i tweeted It hurts me to know that out there somewhere, there's some gay guy who's a stoner who has probably done the grinder and grinder joke. Like the grinder, grinder for weed and grinder dating app for gay people at his shitty stand-up comedy show. I just don't like when people use like sexual jokes and like drug jokes and like jokes based on their gender as like the cornerstone of their stand-up comedy i just don't think those jokes are funny like when people are like oh my god especially when like people of color use their like race as like a way to pander to the audience like pete like an asian stand-up comedian always has to talk about about how they're asian and like a woman always has to talk about like i don't know i don't know like a period or like getting hit on at clubs or like the quintessential woman experience and yeah gay people always have to talk about how they're gay i just i don't know i feel like it just puts people further into their stereotypical boxes and when they're doing that they're like when they're like making fun of those parts of themselves i can't help but feel like they're pandering to the mainstream audience which uh, i don't know it's just i just don't like when people do that and there's only one comedian i found who doesn't do it and it's james a Costa. he has this show on netflix called i think it's just called james a Costa or something but it's honestly the best stand-up comedian 
show that I've ever watched in my life. You guys should all watch him. I strongly recommend. He talks about like really, really random stuff, like how he did bread research and like interviewed ducks for it. And then like the good thing about his shows is that he, it's not just like separate skits, like it's like skits and then he like references them at the end and like ties them all together in like a big, like into a big plot line. It's really good. <laughs> I have a tweet from like a quoted tweet tweet from the 5th of December and it was the original tweet was someone was by someone called like at cat made Mika and then they said new idea go to Akinator and answer everything according to yourself but if it asks if you're personal put yes that's your new kin LMAO I meant fictional not personal so I, I went on Akinator and I did that right and then I got Akinator's sister <laughs> so fucking weird anyways I have another tweet which is from the 3rd of December and it says and it's woke people on TikTok colon get off TikTok and do something with your life but also don't forget to interact with my TikTok video haha <laughs> If you have TikTok, you know exactly what I mean. There's always like motivational people being like, oh yeah, get off social media, get off your phone, blah, 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 blah. Or like spiritual people being like, stop consuming content mindlessly, blah, 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 blah. Like be mindful with the things that you consume. And then they're like, yes, please like, share and subscribe. You're just contradicting yourself. I just, yeah another pet peeve oh now i think i'm getting to the good the funny tweets okay 30th november i said hey what's up everyone my crew <laughs> wait <laughs> i got the tone all wrong let me read let me read over this tweet first this is kind of long oh yeah okay hey what's up everyone christmas season is coming up so i'm going to be giving one of my lucky followers my overwhelming escapism you cannot consent to this gift. I will be forcing it on you. And you also cannot return or refund it. I don't know where I come. I don't know where I came up with that. It's just, it's just funny. Oh, and then another tweet on the same day. I said, hey, can someone go through this account and tell me if this cat vibes on B? I'm tone deaf. It's basically, there's this Twitter account um, and it's at cat vibes too. And it's basically this like white cat head bopping to various songs right and like i just couldn't tell like i looked through so many of the videos right and i just couldn't tell if this cat was like bopping its head in beat with the song in the background or like it was just random bopping but basically essa told me that yeah it's on tweet it's very talented <laughs> on the 28th of november i said i just want to wear a flowy white dress and dice roll through a meadow that speaks for itself. Oh, 25th of November. Show plot. An alien comes to Earth, but it's a 4D being, so it seems a so it sees so it sees the simulation that we are in. I think that would make a really good show. Oh, also on the 24th of November. 
bro if you were in space would you even be afraid of heights like does your brain even register that you're a big amount off the ground and i think about this like constantly like at which height would it become like not scary anymore i guess like you won't know because if every time you go to space you'd be on like a rocket right like you wouldn't just like slowly ascend up but if you were to like at which like sort of range of height would it become like oh yeah i'm in space this is no longer fear of heights um actually Catherine responded and she said uh i guess you're floating around so it might not feel like you're in a high place rather you're in the middle of nothing also there's no ground right so your main fear probs evolves into feeling small and minute in the vastness of space and it's like yeah probably like i agree with that so then it's like at what point is there that transition from like oh i'm scared of falling to oh i'm scared because i'm like an insignificant tiny fleck of dust in space if anyone like knows how to figure this out like please tell me or if it's like maybe like different for every person (laughs) i don't know someone conduct an experiment i'd be interested to know oh this is like quite a good tweet on the 22nd of november 2020 sometimes i'm like who cares how enlightened i am at the end of the day i still have to walk around and shit in a hole which is kind of true like no matter how woke or like intellectual we think we are at the end of the day we're just like me sacks bound to our existence on this earth by our physical bodies like we still have to eat and drink water we still have to sleep we still have to shit in a hole we still have to like pee we still have to like do all of these things like obviously i'm not saying like don't fucking care about anything just just meet your physical needs and that's it but it's like just humble yourselves like our physical bodies just serve us the only purpose of our physical bodies is to humble ourselves and remind us that we are literally full of shit like our intestines their entire purpose is to hold shit <laughs> 19th of november the only two times in my life i asked for a christmas present was when i was six or seven and i asked for an electric toothbrush and also today when i asked for a switch and i have actually like a like a series of tweets about me wondering if i wanted the switch or not let me find those actually okay this is like a thread but i don't know why this thread is like a really like weird in a really weird order okay i'm like i want the switch because it's fun but it will waste time but it's fun but it will distract me from things that i need to do like uni but why do i go to uni it's to enable it's to enable me to live a better quality of life to have more fun and the switch is fun but do i want to be aimlessly staring at a screen but if the switch is aimless then what is the aim (laughs) it's literally just me driving myself into an existential crisis thinking about if i want the switch or not capitalism is a disease also on the 18th of november i said 
Getting used to your good angles on social media just sets you up to be disappointed. To be disappointed when you see yourself in action. Just exist, bro. And it's it's true. Like, I feel like, at least for me, right? Whenever I take selfies or, like, photos of myself where I can control it, I try to, like, position my face in, like, the best angle I can or, like, my body in the best angle that I can. And, like, so I'm used to this very specific, like, view of myself because there's, like, all, like, I have many good angles, right? But all of these good angles also, like, show the same image. So then when I see myself, like, in action, when someone else takes a photo of me, or when I see myself in a video, or, like, catch a glimpse of myself in a mirror, I feel this really strange kind of, like, disconnection between the image of myself in my mind and the image of myself that I'm seeing in the present at that moment. And, like, it's just very interesting to me. Because, I don't know, like, I just think there's no point finding good angles because at the end of the day, you're not going to live your life solely presenting yourself in those angles. You're just going to live naturally and, like, interact with the world naturally. And people are going to see you, so just let them see you, you know? Like, there's no point worrying about, like, whether you look good in this photo or not and, like, being like oh my god can we retake that photo blah 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 blah. but obviously this is not gonna be like this is not hate to anyone who does that by the way i'm just saying that it's like more food for thought but obviously if you if you do care about your experience it's 100% not your fault it's definitely just societal expectations like nobody is born with like body issues or like insecurities about their appearance it's all learned and it's not your fault if you're like not strong enough to fight it or like you think you're like buying into it too much also on the 18th of november i tweeted my boob sweat smells like sweet chili and sour cream chips (laughs) kind of random one thing that like nobody tells you about having big boobs is that like you get so much like it's so sweaty all the time because they're always in contact with each other when you're wearing like a bra it's honestly like it's so annoying and then sometimes when it's like really hot and you're like moving around a lot you get like rashes like in between them and like under them and there's just like nothing you can do about it because like they're always just going to be in friction with each other there's really nothing you can do. Or on the 15th of November, I said, imagine if we buffed up every piece of technology as much as we buffed up a phone. Imagine if a kettle took the took a leap as big as the one from flip phone to smartphone. Like, literally imagine. Why do we... I know exactly why we buffed up a phone, because it's, like, important and, like... We yearn for communication because we're social creatures. But imagine if we upgraded a kettle as much as we upgraded a flip phone or like a telegram. Like what would that kettle be able to do? Like magically pour water into your mouth? Or like be able to send 
air particles, I mean water particles, through the air and right into your body system. Like, who knows? Anyways, I'm genuinely, like, falling asleep right now. It's 12.40, so I think I'm going to end this episode here. I have, like, many more tweets. I have 1,959 tweets. So, if anyone wants a part two, just message me, and maybe I'll do it. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it was worth the many months wait. But, yep, goodbye.